Hey there, it's Corey Andrew of the Core Issues Podcast. As a journalist, pop culture commentator, and recording artist, creative experiences and having strong opinions are a big part of my life. On the Core Issues with Corey Andrew Podcast, I'll be sharing those opinions, and you may not always agree, but I welcome the discussion. On a range of topics, from social matters and politics to entertainment, LGBTQ plus issues, conversations with celebrity guests, and of course, talking to everyday people doing extraordinary things. Model, actress, and bodybuilder Nacone Martin is a living testament to transforming your life. As she prepares for her very first fitness competition, the once sheltered and former shy girl joined me to discuss how she overcame a traumatic childhood of being bullied, battling low self-esteem, and even contemplating suicide until one day joining her friend at a local gym changed everything. So I'm so excited. I'm joined by Nicone today. And Nicone and I went to school together. We won't have to say how many years ago, <laughs> but it was a few. And what's so amazing about you, Nicone, is that you have become this really, really influential fitness person, guru, if you will, uh, not just online, but in real life, you live the brand. And it's such a transition from high school where you were never overweight at all. You were, you know, like a thin, normal girl. Today, you are so athletically built and well-proportioned and and toned. And I know how much work goes into that. So Fit Figures Magazine, they want to feature you in the June issue and just connecting some dots. I happen to work with that magazine and you and I went to school together. So it's perfect. So we insisted on doing an interview with you. So welcome and thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Fit Figures. I'm so blessed. Like, huge. Well, you're very welcome. And I'll begin with just, you know, we were just talking a little bit before we began recording and looking at your life. Now you are an actress model. You know, sometimes I'll be watching TV and flicking through and all of a sudden I'll see you pop up in in an episode on the ID (laughs) channel or something. Gorgeous, stunningly beautiful fit. And someone would look at you and think, wow, she's got everything. And you just told me before we started recording that, Corey, you didn't know I got bullied, did you? And I didn't know. Yeah. About you. Tell me a little bit about that and how that shapes who you are today. Yeah, like I, I only really started talking about that not too long ago, but I believe I was in fifth grade Parkway School and it was uh, three young ladies that used to bully me heavily. Like I would get beat up and mm-hmm. it just stemmed from me wanting to belong um, you know, because my mother, especially, she was always strict, even way back then. I never considered myself to be the cool kid. I always mm. to be the ugly duckling. If my friends could go out to the movies and hang out till 11, that was in Nacone. She had to be home by like nine. So, um, yeah, so I did. I got I got bullied. Um, it was like a year in grade school. Um, it was terrible. It's one of the things that I remember most about like my childhood and these three girls. It was crazy because we would be friends one day and I would work so hard to try to fit in to be funny. And then the next day um, they would literally take me behind a building and uh, beat me up. And it just got to a point where, you know, my parents intervened. My parents talked to the school. My parents talked to their parents. Um, it wouldn't stop. So finally, my father was like, I'm going to have to teach you how to fight, little girl. Okay. And take me <laughs> in my basement after dinner. And he would teach me how to box, you know, for a couple of weeks. And the next time it happened, 
I was prepared. And then it stopped, you know, but yeah, it was a crazy, it was, it was crazy um, because I didn't really do anything to these girls. Um, I would, I told a couple of lies just to fit in and to be cool. And I would get busted in the lies. And one of the lies, Corey, is so funny was Lady Sings the Blues. And it came on a school night, it came on like nine o'clock or something, which I had to be in bed. And my mother was like, that movie is way too grown for you. Mm-hmm. Not going to watch it. I went to school the next day. They had all watched it and they were talking about it. So I lied. It was like, yeah, I seen it. It was awesome. So they started asking me about, well, what happened this scene and, and what? And I couldn't answer. I got beat up for it <laughs> like a day or two later. Oh, honey. You know, it was just stupid stuff, you know. Um, now, now, let me ask you, do you see those girls today? Do you know are they? Because we were because we were in the same neighborhood, basically. But I don't think we really met until probably junior high or maybe high school because we were the elementary schools were set were different districts. Yeah. But um, are they in our neighborhood? <laughs> are these the girls you know today? If I told you who one was, two was, you would be shocked. Um, one of them I'm still very much in contact with. I love her. Mm. Turned out to be a great human. If she saw this, she probably would be like, oh. but um <laughs> it's important though that people see it. You know, it's really yeah, um, because you don't hold the grudge anymore and now you No, I don't. That. No, I right. I am that you know, we all remember our past and and um remember the things we've done so that we don't repeat them. Right. Yeah, it was instrumental in my life in shaping who I am and how I felt later about myself, too. You know, so what way? How did that shape how you felt later about yourself? Um, well, a lot of people don't realize this, but I had very low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. I, I was always that wallflower. I was the girl that would go to the party and be standing on the wall. Um, If you remember, I was the girl that had acne, braces, and glasses all at the same time. I was uh, 90 pounds in high school, wet. Um, (laughs) I wasn't wasn't shapely. You know, I was teased for being flat chested, which I still am, but who cares? I don't care. But you can wear all the cutest tops, (laughs) That's what they say. But (laughs) when you flat chested, you're like, nah, I I won't. (laughs) I want to fill out a bikini top, but um, you're yeah. doing just fine with bikinis, honey. <laughs> so you know, I was like a number two pencil. So I always um was very insecure. I didn't have a lot of self love. You know, by the time I even got out of high school or even college, mm. um, I was a mess. And I even started talking about that. Um, I did attempt suicide mm. at one point in my life, which is shocking to a lot of people because sure, they yes. look at me and they say, Oh, look, look who you are. You're a pretty girl. You know, and I'm like, so right. as if that's supposed to right. everything else go away. Right. Life, right. Because exactly in society, I guess we put so much value on beauty. We are expected that a beautiful yeah. person should should have everything, right? That's exactly. And that is the furthest from the truth. To go from that girl to a girl who then felt confident enough to start going to auditions and going right. to... Because I think that's what shocked me about you was you were a girl who in high school who I knew was quiet. You didn't really have a... You weren't really one of those loud girls. You just were sort of like got along with people, no animosity, um, not someone who I thought would have been like in front of the camera, you know, coming alive in front of the camera, look at me with the fitness. Um, exactly. So that's a transition for you. It is. From the girl it with is. the braces 
And so how does that transition happen from the girl who tried to harm herself to the girl who right. thought I can model? Right. So, um, you know, I got pregnant when I was in college at the age of um, 19 and, you know, dropped out of college, started working to take care of my child. Mm. Um, the tragedy that happened next was uh, I lost my mother unexpectedly mm-hmm. to um, cancer, which was a low blow because um, I was a very sheltered. Even at that age, I was very sheltered. I still lived at home. Um, I relied on my parents for a lot of things, even as far as raising my child. My mother was very instrumental in that. Mm. But I was still broken because it's so funny. I always had the dream in high school of wanting to be a model. And I had had some opportunities. I had a um, a cousin in my family who was an agent and wanted to put me on. And my mother was like, no. Yeah, I can imagine. She's immature. And my mother actually did say, you know, she um, is not a leader. She's a follower. And she would be the girl on someone's casting couch. So mm. all these things you remember. Mm-hmm. And- so your like, mother said that to you. Yeah, my mother said a lot of things to me that also shaped how I felt about myself. And mm-hmm. it, um, I realize now as an adult, my mother did love me. Let me make that very clear. She was just what I call very harsh love. Um, my mom was very blunt and she was a straight shooter. And anybody that knew my mother knows that I'm not lying. Um, so, you know. But it was something that I always wanted to do. But like I said, I didn't have the self-confidence. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, that that would never be me because I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough, whatever it was. So when my mother died, that was a jolt, a big jolt, because I had to grow up. Now I was living at home with a child and with my father. Mm-hmm. Father was looking at me like, OK, I expect you to grow up. And I need you to do some things and take care of this household and, and you have to hold it down and you have to get it. I was working, but he really wanted me to adult. And I was 26, but mm. I was like, OK, well, let me get it together. Didn't like myself. And um, I was friends with a, with a guy, very good friend, still good friends to this day. He knew like my issues and he was like, um, why don't you come to the gym? Because I would talk to him. I hate my body. Um, I'm just skin and bones. I don't feel good. I, mm. you know, I can't afford plastic surgery. So, you know, I'm just stuck in this body and this mind and I just don't like myself. So that's what happened. He was like, just come to the gym and um, try it out and see how you feel. Because he was heavily into the gym, mm-hmm. um, a beast. And he was like, do you know, like you can change the way you look with working out and lifting weights, like you can still be thin, but be muscular. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to try it. And that was over 20 years ago. (laughs) And clearly you must have seen some results and stuck with it. Obviously, Because one thing about you that I mentioned uh, previously too, when I sent you over some pre-interview questions, I was like, how is it that you are so dedicated to it yeah, I mean, it is literally a lifestyle for you. I mean, I, I see it your is. posts, I see your um, your messages on Facebook and Instagram, your diet, all those things. You're so consistent. So you've been doing that for all these years. All these years. And is and are you consistently, I guess, still driven by those same things? It's like in your mind every day, you are empowering yourself not to 
fall back into that place of insecurity. Now you're kind of owning. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, um, it's been an amazing journey. There's been different facets of my journey where I was trying to achieve different goals. When I first started at the gym, I was powerlifting with a powerlifting team. I was working because where I came from, it was all professional bodybuilders. My gym did not play. There were serious beasts in there. Um, So I learned from the bodybuilders. I worked out with the bodybuilders, the powerlifting team. I remember at that time, um, I was able to go in there and bench press my weight, which is impressive. And the powerlifting team was like, join the team. We need a female. And my boyfriend was like, oh, hell to the (laughs) gnaw. <laughs> like, let's not get crazy. Yeah, but you know, like, <laughs> he did not appreciate that I was doing all, not at all. So, you know, so just throughout the years, you know, um, of course, and like within, oh my gosh, eight months, I started to see a transformation. And that's what really, you know, keeps you driven. I'm like, mm-hmm. like my arms are shaping now, you know, I have nice legs, I got a six pack. So like for real, that has just like, do you <laughs> No, I mean, it's really stunning. I mean, I oh, just saw when you yeah. were doing your, cause I know you're getting ready for a show. I am. Now have you done fitness shows, competitions before? No, before? you know, what's so crazy, Corey, it's been in my bucket list since I was in my thirties. I'm, mm. I'm telling our age, and but I know I'm, and I'm, I'm sorry, like, yeah. but it's been 20 years. Like, I was told in my 30s, like, you need to compete, compete, compete. But I was always afraid of the prep that has to go into it. And like I said, I was around these bodybuilders. They were mean. They were hungry. They would tell me the health stories. And, you know, honestly, there were a lot of bodybuilders who were achieving results in not a good way. And I'm talking about taking steroids. I actually witnessed, um, I had a couple of friends that died from taking Mm. steroids, like, seriously. So I was always afraid of the prep because it is no joke, okay? So I have respect for anyone that is in this sport because it is definitely a mental thing. And honestly, like I said, it's something I wanted to do, but I knew I had to be 100% committed and it wasn't until now. And then ironically, I have some family members who I'm close to that have been competing for several years and been very successful. I've been watching their journey. So I was like, how dope if they were to coach me. So it's the, um, the organization is the NPC and I'm doing um, bikini. Mm -hmm. And in that competition, you can do, they have different like subcategories. So I'm thinking about, uh, it looks like I'm going to do five. So I'm going to do novice, true novice, Masters over 40. Oh wow. There's and I'm gonna <laughs> and I'm gonna do the open. So um I'm trying to bring a trophy home in all these categories or even so my goal is not even to win. And everybody is like, oh, they get so mad at me. But I'm like, I just want a place. I just want a trophy. You know what I mean? Right. Well, let's just also realize just being there first yeah. and foremost. I mean, you've part of you, your trophy is almost that you even have gotten to this level to be in it, right? Considering all you've been through. So the actual statue was like the cherry on top, if you get it. But yes, I mean, to I be on theory. that stage, 
you know, in general, you will have already yeah. accomplished so much by being there. And I know how much work that is. Yeah. I know I've been seeing you now getting ready on Facebook and you're sharing your journey. And I yeah. you know, you got the, 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 the genie ponytail. <laughs> you was in the gym flinging the genie ponytail. Oh my and, gosh, um, yes. But the body is on point. And so just well, I commend you. you on that. And it's not over the top. It's not, which not to speak uh, right. negatively about women bodybuilders, power. Right. I'm yeah. all for it. But I just mean, in your case, it's just, it's not as extreme. Right. And it's very right. probably a body that a lot of women um, would aspire to. So tell me about, and with that in mind, how you've transferred your, or you've parlayed your love of fitness now into your own gym. Yeah. And a little fashion line as well of some fashion yeah. and accessories. So tell me a little bit about how you started that. So that's why I said, um, God is amazing because that wasn't even really on my, you know, to-do list or, uh, you know, I lately, like in the last maybe 10 years, I was like, oh, it would be cool to have a, a gym or a fitness center. And same thing with my um, fashion line. Like that was all I really wanted to do was be a successful model and actress and mm-hmm. just work out in the process and hopefully be an inspiration to other women. And <laughs> it just really took off because what I would do, how it started was when I worked out or um, a couple of times a week, I would just post a picture with an inspirational saying. That was it. There, mm-hmm. I went to maybe showing videos. And then I started um, wearing these socks. And it was a homage. Um, did I say that right? Homage. Homage. homage mother. Yeah. So <laughs> um, my mother bought me a childhood book when, you know, when I was a kid. And the main character was a giraffe. And mm. his name, her name was Enochen, which is my name backwards. So I don't know. I just always liked that. Wow. Custom socks that said, Enochen in different colors. And I started wearing them. And then I had women like, I want those socks. Cause they were, they were like the knee soccer socks, you know? So I started selling the socks and I was like, I might be on to something here. And um, I know, you know, Tony Jackson we mm-hmm. went to as well. He yeah. was extremely well with his clothing line trust. He's one of my best friends. So I hit him up and I was like, Tony, I want to do a t-shirt with like Enochen. Um, in a logo. So he was like, let's do it. So basically how it happened. And I'm like, I got women buying socks. Let me see if I can get women and men to buy my t-shirts. And by this time I had, I think I had dabbled into training like one or two people. And so we did that and it just blossomed into a full fashion line. Where is your competition going to take place? It's going to take place on May 8th in Lancaster. Pennsylvania. Oh, Lancaster, PA. Yes, and please, we need to let your viewers know that you have been very instrumental in my career. Oh. Have connected a lot of dots for me. You've actually gotten me castings, right? This I did, I did. I tried. But the magazine is because you of you. <laughs> yes, yeah, so let's just put it out there, you know what I mean? So well, I'm happy to. So you are. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Well, look, we inspire each other because um, especially now for me, you know, I also had a little birthday recently that was like, and (laughs) I sat there and I was like, you know, there's a lot of people who are my age who are in such great shape. 
slaying the gym. And uh, I, I think this year with COVID and the home, the home quarantine, it really took people who are already sedentary and made it even yes. worse. So now, yes, you know, I look at your posts and I'm like, you know what? I gotta like get it together. And I've been back on my grind lately, which is good. I'm happy about that. It's good. Uh, but I do, you're one of those people who I do look to and I say, okay, you know what? Oh, that's amazing. Your page and I see you killing it. So many people know that they should start. They want to start. They want to be better about their fitness regimen and their diet. And they just, yeah. either they don't know how to begin or maybe they're intimidated by the gym. There's a whole right. bunch of reasons. But what would you say if you could advise someone as to why it's important for them to just start the process. Oh God. Yes. Me and uh, my partner. And I just want to shout out my cousin, Kenya Gilliam. She's my partner at B fitness. Cause you know, we opened our own fitness studio. Kenya is amazing. I love you, Kenya. Um, so I tell my clients or people in general all the time, you know, and a lot of people are finding that out now at our age, it gets mm-hmm harder as you get older so we don't have that snapback button that we used to have Girl. we could wild out and Honey, we got the snap front now <laughs> <laughs> extra snaps in the front <laughs> but guess what Corey? Ooh. that came from dieting and it really is true where they say like dieting and working out it's like an 80 20 split yeah that's why I was happy to do this competition too, because I really wanted to understand as a personal trainer, the body and how it really works and how, you know, it is truly amazing and mm-hmm. transformation. And it really is, your body really is what you put into it is what you get out of it. Right. right. Tell people too, as you get older, it's not so much. When I first started the gym, it was about beauty and being vain and yeah, sure. looking great the 80s, and, and, the 80s right yeah. and I'm not saying it's not anymore because it's still a factor but now um other issues are prevalent hypertension high blood pressure cholesterol mm-hmm. you know heart disease so what I try to teach um my partner and I we try to teach like especially in the African-American community yep. We are more susceptible to these diseases. So we got to keep moving, you know, just for a longer life or a healthier life. Like I have that have actually come off of blood pressure medication because they started moving. And I always tell people, don't get it twisted. You don't got to do what I do and go in the gym and spin on monkey bars or whatever. <laughs> right. Go out here and take a simple walk. Mm-hmm. A week, you know, Just be active and some right way. walk a treadmill, right? Exactly. You don't got to go out here and uh kill yourself per se, but you know, you just have to start moving. So, and we we see that now. A lot of people got caught up with the COVID because, like you mm-hmm. said, sedentary, most people were sitting on you know the couch eating in front of the TV and yep. it. Now, I know people who came out of this like 40 pounds heavier and they're in the gym right now. But, you know, we always encourage that it should be a lifestyle. And we laugh because now we're getting those calls. Um, hey, Nicole, I was wondering if I can sign up because I have a vacation <sighs> in May. Yeah. Be snatched. And I'm just like, well, doll, you realize it's not going to happen. I'm not a miracle worker. You, you know, because I always say, give it at least 90 days to see results, you know? So, so, you know, it's funny. I get tickled all the time, but 
Yeah, you know, Corey, it's about good health and just trying to be here as long as we possibly can, you know. Amen. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I think that's a great that's a great end message. You started with, you know, initially the whole gym craze happened because of beauty and vanity. And yep. then at a certain age, it's like, no, I, I have to do this so I can be around longer if I want to be a part of Absolutely. Life, who I care about. So Absolutely. Wow. Well, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Nacon, darling. Uh, I can't wait to share your story with the Fit Figures audience. I know you were in there once before as a, I think the Fit Queen, I think is the Fit Queen uh, of the Month. Yes. Fit Queen of the Month. Yes. Yes. I think a monthly publication then. I think now she does um, six issues per year. So she went to buy it awesome. monthly. And, um, and so for June, we're going to make sure that you're, you know, in that article. That is so amazing. I just feel so blessed i'm like look at what has god has done for me like he has gifted me with a fitness studio i'm finally doing my first competition this magazine and you had said to me what you know one of the pre-interview questions is what's my did you say what's yeah, my what's your yeah what's the big what's the next honey i am living it i'm living it <laughs> i'm living it like i'm just like oh my god what is he going to do next because none of this like having a studio doing it what you know this competition it was planned, but I really didn't know when. I've been privately training for this competition for like over a year. And I like, I'll know when I'm ready type of yeah. So, you know, and even like this magazine, Fit Figures, just a blessing. I, w- I wasn't expecting or didn't know about any of this. So when you came and told me that, I was like, oh my God. Well, you know, it's funny with you too. Um, like I said, I'm a person who in general and in, in life, whether I've known you for a long time or I meet you, Currently, um, I don't make a lot of new friends at this age. I think I'm a little closed off emotionally, just and I think just comes with age. So, people who I've known, if I'm a cheerleader for you, I'm in it for life. I'm ride or die cheering for you until my last day on earth because mm-hmm. I've already vetted them emotionally. I know who they are and I love going out on a limb if I can. And it's funny, yeah. it's like the second time with you, I was like, I had an opportunity where the first time was a casting for the vitamin shop. And I thought of you just immediately. We hadn't even spoken yes. a lot at that point. I was like, hey, yes. you know what? But I've been watching and seeing you do things. And when I'm in it, like I said, when I know what I know, I'm, you know, you're on my radar. I'm always going to be an ally. So you got me, sis. Don't you worry about that. Ally Nichols both ways. And congratulations to you on all your music. Thank you. Thank at the you. top of the food chain and getting all those plays. That's awesome. Oh, so wow. proud of you. Thank that you. is crazy. It's, it's a lot of work, but somebody got to do it. I can't let Oprah make all that money by herself. <laughs> Nacon, thank you so much, honey, for joining me today. Thank you. You got it. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Core Issues with me, Corey Andrew. For future episodes, please subscribe to this podcast. On Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, you can follow me at Corey Andrew and follow the Core Issues Facebook page at Core Issues Media.